It is the glory of God to conceal a matter. To search it out is the glory of kings. This is the Message to Kings podcast. Episode 106, Amnon and Tamar. I had a man once ask me, what calling was greater than any of the fivefold callings of God? And he was referring to Ephesians 4:11. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people to works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. Well, he asked me this question, what calling is greater than all of these? And I stood speechless. Because seriously, what what is greater than being an apostle of Christ or a radical prophet or some world-changing evangelist? Well, his answer was quite profound, and it amazed me, and it spoke right to me. He said to be a mother or father. That calling was greater than any of the fivefold ministries. What we're about to see in the next month or so is the complete dysfunction of David's family and the fulfillment of the judgment of David and the full manifestation and full circle of the seeds of sins that he sowed with the Bathsheba episode. But all that being said, in the middle of it all, we will see David's most prophetic moments and get however brief they are moments of revelations of the coming Christ through his personal suffering. So because the upcoming scenes are so grotesque, I'm going to try to give the perspective of a counselor or psychologist to try to explain and examine the behaviors of David and his children and the cause and effects of parental actions and explain why someone could declare that a greater calling of God is to be a mother or father. Second Samuel 13. In the course of time, Amnon, son of David, fell in love with Tamar, the beautiful sister of Absalom, son of David. Amnon became so obsessed with his sister Tamar that he made himself ill. She was a virgin, and it seemed impossible for him to do anything to her. Well, here's the deal. David's family is quite large now, wild considering he was just a boy who took on a giant three or more months ago. He's got eight wives now. David had no children with his first wife, Micah. And his firstborn son was named Amnon. And his mother was Ahinoam of Jezreel. His secondborn son of Abigail has little reference in scripture and many assume he died young. His fourth wife's name is Micah. And I should have mentioned this before, but she was the daughter of a foreign king of Jeshur, who most likely was an idol-worshipping king and an idol-worshipping woman who moved into David's palace. 
He had a son with her, and his name was Absalom, and a daughter named Tamar. David and Micah obviously made quite a pair because their children were considered very beautiful. The Bible gives considerable room to speak of their beauty. When the Bible says something or someone is beautiful, they are beautiful. Well, Amnon falls in love with his step or half-sister, Tamar, which is just weird. They've got the same dad, so weird, weird. The Bible says that he falls so deeply in love with her that he makes himself sick, and he eventually conspires with an evil man named Jonadab to sleep with his sister. So Amnon goes to his room and fakes being sick, and when David hears of his sick son, he asks what he can do, and Amnon requests his sister come and make something to eat and nurse him back to health. Well, David foolishly agrees, and here it goes. 2 Samuel 13, 8. So Tamar went to the house of her brother Amnon, who was lying down. She took some dough, kneaded it, made the bread in his sight, and baked it. Then she took a pan and served him the bread, but he refused to eat. Send everyone out of here, Amnon said. So everyone left him. Then Amnon said to Tamar, Bring the food here into my bedroom, so I may eat from your hand. And Tamar took the bread she had prepared and brought it to her brother Amnon in his bedroom. But when she took it to him to eat, he grabbed her and said, Come to bed with me, my sister. No, my brother, she said to him, Don't force me. Such a thing should not be done in Israel. Don't do this wicked thing. What about me? Where could I get rid of my disgrace? And what about you? You would be like one of the wicked fools in Israel. Please speak to the king. He will not keep me from being married to you. But he refused to listen to her. And since he was stronger than she, he raped her. So this is just terrible. But what happens next is even worse. Second Samuel thirteen fifteen. Then Amnon hated her with intense hatred. In fact, he hated her more than he loved her. Amnon said to her, Get up and get out. No, she said. Send me away would be a greater wrong than you have already done to me but he refused to listen to her. He called his personal servant and said, Get this woman out of my sight and bolt the door after her. So his servant put her out and bolted the door after her. She was wearing an ornate robe, for this was the kind of garment the virgin daughters of the king wore. Tamar put ashes on her head, tore the ornate robe she was wearing. She put her hands on her head and went away, weeping aloud as she went. Her brother Absalom said to her, has that Amnon your brother been with you? Be quiet for now, my sister. He is your brother. Don't take this thing to heart. And Tamar lived in her brother Absalom's house, a desolate woman. When King David heard all this, he was furious. And Absalom never sent a word to Amnon, either good or bad. He hated Amnon because he had disgraced his sister, Tamar. When Abnon kicks her out of his bedroom, the implication of get this woman out of here is that she was the offender, not Amnon. Tamar freaks out and everyone knows what really happens, and her brother Absalom comforts her and takes her into his home. David finds out and he is furious, but what does David do, or what does he not do? We reserve for the next episode. Amnon is guilty, and surely everyone in the palace knows what happened. But there was no witnesses. 
He sent his servants out, and his friends were not going to tell the truth. So there's very specific law in Leviticus 18 regarding sexual relations with family members and even sisters. So Amnon was clearly guilty of sin and rape and incest, but also, according to Deuteronomy 19.15, one witness is not enough to convict anyone accused of any crime or offense that they may have committed. A matter must be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. In this case, Amnon surely denied the crime, and there was no witnesses. It was Tamar's word against Amnon's. To conclude this episode of Message to Kings, I find it fascinating that he loved Tamar so much he could hardly live without her, and once he raped her, he wanted nothing to do with her. In fact, he said he hated her more than he loved her. How freaky twisted. But there is some truth to this, and it tells a lot about Amnon and the spirit behind heinous crimes such as rape. Amnon was the eldest son of David, and there's nothing good written about him at all in the Bible. He never fought in any battles or wrote any psalms. We learn about Solomon later and how he learned from his father in Proverbs, but Solomon's just a little child now, and there's nothing good written about Amnon. We get the impression David was an absent father. He loved God, with, of course, his ups and downs. He was an unfaithful husband and loved many women. And why should we not think his children were treated the same as his wives? After all, he was okay with allowing his nephews by marriage to be given over to be killed by the Gibeonites. So the impression we get is he was a distant father. He was absent physically, emotionally, and spiritually from his son's life. In addition, we know it was generational sin in David's family line because Jesse left him out in the wilderness when Samuel came to dinner on that faithful day of anointing for David. Amnon, the eldest, was probably given all that he ever needed, all the fame and luxury and education he desired. He probably had a mother that loved him and spoiled him, but he didn't have a father who disciplined and loved on him. Don't get me wrong, David loved his son, but he was spread thin with all of his wives and his other preoccupations, and he just wasn't there. He wasn't there as a father. For when Amnon came of age, instead of learning self-control and the character of Jesus and the fruits of the Spirit, he was most likely allowed all the luxuries and sins that his father enjoyed. And what did he learn from his father's access to wealth and luxuries and lust of the kingship? Amnon learned he could have whatever he wanted, regardless of consequence. Sound familiar? Like father, like son. David failed to teach his son what he learned in the wilderness, the character of humility and meekness. So the identity of Christ was not instilled in Amnon, and that clue that he hated Tamar who has the same name as that estranged daughter of Judah in Genesis 38, is a clue that he hated himself. For when a man and a woman are joined, two become one in flesh, and with this, there's a soul tie or a spiritual union, or whatever you want to call it, that joins a man to a woman. For after Amnon got what he wanted, 
He now despised her like he despised himself. For he hated her more than he loved her before. Just a Google at the word self-hatred actually points to the fatherlessness and a hatred of oneself as the result of the lack of the understanding of one's identity, which is the father's role. We talked about this before. The mother's role is nurture, comfort, and teaching, like the Holy Spirit, while the father's role is protection, provision, and identity. Well, David in many ways failed at all of these with Amnon. He physically protected Amnon by giving him a secure home, but spiritually he did not protect Amnon, for he failed by allowing dark, demonic, lustful, greedy forces into his family. Can anyone relate to that? If you can, God can help. Call out to him quickly before it's too late. David provided for Amnon and gave him substance, but he failed to provide quality, discipleship, and character training for his son. And lastly, David absolutely bombed on the identity piece. Instead of a self-confident, gifted Amnon, we have a self-loathing, self-indulgent, greedy, selfish, arrogant, and violent Amnon. By failing to identify the gifts and talents and edify and encourage and raise up a mighty man and his son, like he did with the broken, destitute, indebted in the wilderness, the neglect of David's son Amnon caused a bitterness that destroyed him. What do we do with this example? I quote Lee Epstein, one of the pastors at our church, New Heights Church in Northwest Arkansas, when he taught from Psalms 128 on the Father's blessing, when he referred to those who failed to bless their children and get in the middle of their lives and love them and bless them and contrast them with the opposite, fathers who make excuses and refuse to bless their children, his response to these excuses was simply these words, not biblical. We must love and bless our children from the beginning to the end for the greatest reflection of our lives and walks with God should be our children. May God bless the fathers out there who listen to this program and give us wisdom and might and power to raise up world changers and men and women who will shake the world with the identity and gifts of God for all the earth cries out for the sons and daughters to be revealed. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Message to Kings. Stay tuned next week as we take a look at David's reaction and the revenge that Absalom takes for the rape of his sister. Feel free to visit the website, messagetokings.com, or if you want to chat, email us at messagetokings at gmail.com.